Hello, and welcome back for another week on the pod. It's your host, Danny P. Warner, and I'm hosting Those 80s Gays. Oh my God, let us start. I'm lying here at the moment recording this podcast after just eating the biggest dinner and dessert ever. So basically, I'm really grateful that this is not a video because I look like a pregnant woman. Um, so anyway, let's get started by saying, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone that streamed season two, episode one last week. It was within 24 hours the most streamed episode ever. And I'm really grateful. So for everyone that's listening, yay, I really thank you all. Um, I was very nervous about doing the podcast on my own, but hey, clearly you guys were hanging out for the podcast. So let's see whether we keep up the ratings this week or whether it just plummets and I'm <laughs> a one-hit wonder. But never mind. Anyway, oh my God, guys, so much to unpack this week in pop culture. I have been watching so many good shows lately. Um, what have I been watching? Oh, I'm watching season three of Thousand Pound Sisters, which is on like the Lifestyle channel. They're hilarious. There's two of them. Um, one is just absolutely revolting as a person. She is so nasty, so horrid. Why be so nasty and so mean? And the other one, she's really lovely and she's really, really sweet. So if you get a chance, check that out. It's just, it's, it's so funny. Most of it is subtitled because they are really hillbilly rednecks. So it's very hard to understand them. So subtitles does come in very handy. Um, obviously last night we had the Big Brother finale. Now listen, I've got to say, I'm not a huge Big Brother fan, but... Given that Reggie and a whole lot of OGs were on this season, I started watching. Um, I haven't watched Big Brother in maybe like 15 or 16 years, but I really wanted to see Reggie and a few other people. So, And Reggie won, which was awesome. I was very happy with that. And no, it wasn't a sympathy win. Reggie won because she's amazing. Um, what else am I watching? Oh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip got to tell you, like, it is just not hooking me. Uh, I, I must admit, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 1, where they went to, where did they go, like Turks and Caicos or something like that? I found that entertaining, but I wasn't loving it. Am I going to go back and re-watch that season again? No. Um, and that's weird because I normally watch um, Real Housewives Seasons you know, over and over again. But Ultimate Girls Trip, I'm just not, no, it's just not doing it for me. Um, I just find Dorinda in this season two so nasty. And there's a real, like, she is nasty to the core. Um, real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week. That was really good. Erica's totally out of control. I'm a Kyle fan. Like, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I am a Kyle fan. But she's just getting weird this season. Like, I think the friendship with Sutton is just bringing out this weird, weird ele element to her. So, I don't know. I like them both individually, but together on the same show, it's just not working for me. Um, what else have we got? 
Oh, did you guys hear Jen Armstrong and Noella from The Real Housewives of OC have, well, they've quit as according to their social media. But we all know when a housewife makes a public statement like, season one was amazing, but I've chosen to distance myself and not come back. That's code for I was fired. And let's face it, we didn't see any surprise in Jen Armstrong not being asked to return for another season because she was boring. Um, I'm surprised about Noella, though, because she did bring a lot of drama. I think Noella's not coming back because perhaps Heather has said, I don't want to come back if Noella's going to be on it again. Let's not forget, Kelly Dodd is not was not on this latest season because Heather said, I'll only come back if Kelly can't film allegedly allegedly um so yeah there's a few of my like hot takes on what i'm watching at the moment um what else am i doing i did notice the other night i was um looking at something on youtube and i'm gonna go down memory lane here because the first ever concert i went to was savage garden the future of earthly delights tour in brisbane I think I was maybe in like year 10 or something like that. Um, it was a long time ago, like considering I'm 38 now and I've been out of high school for what, 21 years. We're talking a long time ago. And back in that era, there were no mobile phones being like filming concerts, uh, concerts, you know, the only way you got to relive a concert is if it was professionally filmed and then distributed on VHS or DVD back then. Um, and it just wasn't done. Like it was really not done. Savage Garden Future of Earthly Delights first ever tour was to my knowledge, not filmed. Well, here I am scrolling through YouTube the other day and there is the full concert on YouTube, on the tube of you, the full Savage Garden Future of Earthly Delights concert. I was dying, dying, dying. So yeah. What else has been happening in my actual life? Um, well, our little baby Poppy came home on Saturday, just gone. She, we lost her the weekend beforehand and she came home Saturday, just gone in a lovely little box cremated. And you know what? They did an amazing job with her. She was in a beautiful box. The package itself was beautiful. The delivery was divine. Everyone we spoke to and interacted with from that company was amazing. The company is called Pet Angels and I would highly recommend them. But I'll tell you something funny. When I used, because Poppy obviously lived with my mum. When I would go to my mum's house, I would pull up in the driveway and there was a window by the front door and inside that window, my mum has like, it's, it's like a cane ottoman or something like that, like a cane footstool. And when Poppy realised someone's coming to the house or I'd pulled up in the driveway, she would run to the window, jump up on the ottoman and look out the window. I got to mum's house the other day and I swear to God, I saw Poppy looking out the window. It was so strange. It was so strange. And I spoke to my girlfriend about it and she said that she'd had similar encounters like that. So I Googled it and like, it's a thing. If you see your animal after they've passed, it means that their spirit is still there wanting to make sure you're okay. I swear to God, I'm not bullshitting and I'm not a believer in like I'm not a huge believer in ghosts or paranormal kind of stuff. Like, I definitely believe there's an element there. But 
I swear to God, I saw Poppy look up at the window on that cane, ottoman, poof, footstool thing. It was very unusual. And I've been going around to mum's a few more times a week than I need to because obviously my mum is still struggling a little bit since she lost her little mate, Poppy. So I've been popping over every now and then. And I took over the other night, she made dinner. So I said, I'll bring dessert. And I went to Coles. I had to get some groceries anyway. And I went to Coles and um, I thought, oh, I'll get a Viennetta. Now, I don't know about you guys, but like I'm a baby of the 80s. Viennettas used to be like the fucking height of sophistication. Well, to me anyway, when I was a kid. Like I remember getting a Viennetta for my birthday dessert and it was like we were like rolling when I had a Viennetta. It was major. I went to get a Viennetta and they were literally like, I don't know, $3, $4. And I thought, wow, that's so cheap. I can't believe I used to think this was so sophisticated. It's literally just a bit of chocolate with ice cream and it tasted like shit. The, the ice cream was really watery. I just can't believe like how excited I used to get over such little things. But um, yeah, so that's, I don't know, guys, what are your thoughts? I'm like, I used to think Viennettas were amazing and not so much anymore. But anyway, I'm literally looking at a pile of dry cleaning that I picked up this afternoon. <sighs> and my anticipation is I'm wearing, don't laugh, for tomorrow I'm going to work and I'm wearing a totally white suit. Like it's like a white blazer with matching white long pants. And like, I'm, it's, I'm not talking like it's, you know, what's that John Travolta movie, Saturday Night Fever or something like that. It's nothing like that. It's actually really classy, but I'm so nervous about wearing a white suit. And actually, when I look at the pants, the material is quite thin. So I'm a bit concerned about um, temperature wise, keeping myself warm, keeping my, my leggings warm because it's quite cold in Brisbane at the moment. Um, and when I say cold, basically... I don't know. We're so used to sunny weather in Queensland and Brisbane that as soon as it drops below like 19 degrees, we're ripping out our jumpers and beanies, scarves, gloves. Like we're, we're not accustomed to the cold and God forbid it gets into the single digits in Brisbane because we just like totally freeze and want to hibernate. It's, it's disgusting. But I'm very nervous about wearing this white suit tomorrow because A, it might be a bit cooler than I'm used to and B, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep a white ensemble clean. Like, I'm going to spill something on me. I mean, I spilled coffee on myself today. I'm always spilling stuff. Meanwhile, let me tell you a story about spilling stuff. I used to work with this girl years ago who shall remain nameless who I think listens to this podcast. So if you do, hey girl, um, she would literally get McDonald's every morning before work, like a big smoothie, McDonald's food, all that kind of stuff. Every day would show up to work with food all over her top. So she'd wear like a bright yellow top, 
and she'd have drip marks down it. Every single outfit had food all down it because she was just a, like, she's such a lovely person, but wow, when it comes to eating, bit of a grub, bit of a grub, bit of a grub. But anyway, I digress. I shouldn't call people grubs because I'm sure I'm going to come home tomorrow afternoon with, um, who knows, probably like ketchup down my top or coffee down my pants, or I'll probably sit in something at lunchtime and yeah, mark my words, this white suit tomorrow ain't going to stay very white for long. So I need to go pick up some nappy sand on the way home tomorrow. But um, anyway, it's state of origin tonight. I don't know whether anyone that listens to this podcast will be watching state of origin. I mean, let's face it. Uh, the gays aren't really known for following the football other than those mask for mask gays that like to live in a guise of I'm super mask and, you know, I'm basically a straight man. I just like to um, play with doodles. Um, And I'm certainly not that kind of gay. So I'm not watching. I've got things to do. I've got to come up with a backup outfit because if I wake up tomorrow morning and I'm not loving this white suit, I need a backup. I don't know about you guys, but I generally, like on a Sunday for me, I Sunday is my rest day where I like to blob around the house, usually in my pajamas all day. But part of my Sunday is I plan out a full week's worth of outfits. So I know I've generally got five business days to plan out. That's a start. Then I look at my calendar and I work out what things I've got that week. So whether I've got dinners, anything like that. So I plan out outfits for those dinners. I mean, obviously when I come home, I don't have to plan out outfits for just when I'm in my downtime at home. It just defaults to, you know, a house frock. I have house frocks. And when I say frock, I don't actually mean a frock. But I call these outfits my house frocks because they are literally just like super cash, slouchy, you know, jumpers and pants. And I kind of, I'm a bogan at heart. Like really, I'm a bogan at heart. So I'm like, you know, when the house is heated and I'm at home, it's like a wife beater t-shirt, singlet thing and some shorts. And like, slippers. So I don't plan any of that out, but I always plan out like my five business looks, one for each day, any dinners and stuff I've got on, any events that I've got on throughout the week. And then usually I'm set to go for the week. So I've literally got everything lined up, ready to go. Everything's pressed or steamed. I'm ready because I'm a planner. I'm very organized. I like to know what I'm doing when I'm doing. And also When I wake up of a morning, I am literally, from the time I get out of bed to the time I'm walking out the front door, 15 to 20 minutes. Absolutely no longer. No longer than 15 or 20 minutes because I've got everything planned, even down to underwear. Underwear, socks, shoes, outfit, everything is laid out, ready to go. I don't have to think. I literally jump in the shower, jump out of the shower, do my hair, throw a bit of concealer on under my eyes because I've got very dark circles under my eyes and then slide into whatever I've pre-picked. So does anyone else do that or am I just really OCD? I also like to make sure usually on a Thursday night is always a no-go zone for me. I must be at home on a Thursday night because 
I want to do washing. I want to do ironing. I want to get like bits and pieces ready. That way I can slide into Friday and then slide into the weekend and know I've got bare minimal stuff to do. No matter what I'm doing on a Friday night, like I always kind of do something on a Friday night, whether it be, you know, after work drinks or dinner or drinks with friends and stuff like that. I'm always doing something on a Friday night, but no matter what time I get home, I always make sure I run around and vacuum. I tidy up. The house is tidy. That way, when I wake up on a Saturday, the house is clean. I can just enjoy my weekend. And my Saturday is always generally fairly full. I have a very specific routine with how I spend my Saturdays. So I just love the idea of waking up on a weekend and knowing I've got bare minimal chores to do. And then Sunday is planning day. I start planning and relax. I I obviously relax and I plan at the same time. Planning relaxes me because I know I'm set for the week ahead and I really get thrown off if I'm, you know, an outfit out or something like that. So I need to come up with a, a secondary outfit. What else has been happening? Oh my God. So met some amazing people at work. Um, still, this is week three of my new job and I am loving it. It's tiring. It's a lot of work, but I love it. Like it's really enjoyable work. And it's, I think it's exactly what I'm built and made to do. Like I, I really enjoy it, but I've met some really cool people. I've met some awesome gay guys, gay guys, gay guys, but no, I have. Um, and we were talking the other night and they're really keen for a night out at Sporties, like one Friday night. And I just don't know whether I'm, I don't feel I've known them long enough to embrace a Friday night karaoke night session at Sporties because I don't want to scare them when I get on stage drunk and start, you know, doing a rendition of Vogue. Although I have got another song I've been practicing my little heart out singing. Wow. When I say practicing, I mean, I've listened to it maybe a dozen times lately because I've kind of fallen back in love with it. It's the song Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. But the only reason I fell in love with it again is because Sean Mendes has recently done like an ad for, I think it's like Tommy Hilfiger or something like that. And he sings it in the ad. Let me play it for you. It's amazing. Oh my God, I love it. Um, so because I'm in love with Sean Mendes and I'm destined to marry him one day, therefore I'm loving this song and I'm re- I really want to get up one night and sing Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. So I'm practicing that, but am I ready to sing that on stage in front of my new co-workers? I don't know. They might never talk to me again. I just need to get them really, really drunk beforehand so they can actually... um not remember what I sound like. Hey, listen, I'm okay with, um, like, you know, a bit of auto-tune. I mean, I did have a number 37 hit song in Portugal, but yeah, no, without auto-tune in a live environment. If I was, I gotta tell you, I always wanted to be a singer. Like I always wanted to be a singer. I envisioned what my stage would look like, what my costumes would look like, you know, the artwork on 
CDs and things like that. Like I'm very creative in that sense. And I would like to have full control over every element of my singing career if I was a singer. I don't even know what I was thinking. Oh, oh, so no, that's what I was going to say. Um, I can't sing. That's the thing. Like I can sing okay when it's put through a few filters and it's edited and there's multiple layers, but I generally, I, I don't think I'm a very good singer, but I try, like I definitely try. I give it my best. But yeah, I always envisioned when I was a child that I would eventually one day become this famous singer um, and go on and be like a famous singer. That was a very short story. But anyway, that's what I always thought I'd do. Then reality kicked in, you know, probably in my teens. I was in, um, I was in the choir and everything when I was in primary school. Um, and listen, I could probably hold a decent tune. Um, I don't think 20 years of smoking has really helped my vocal cords. It's funny, you know, because I remember when I started smoking, I didn't start smoking until I was 18. I'm 38 now. So I've literally been smoking for 20 years. Um, but I remember probably three or four years after starting to smoke, I could sing fairly well before smoking. And I remember one day singing and yeah, my voice had really gone to shit from the damage that smoking had done to my voice. And that was only in like three or four years. Can you imagine what I sound like now, 20 years later, basically like an old, well, I'm not old, but you know, I'm closer to 40 than I am to 20. So let's get real here. What were your high school or childhood dreams? Like, what did you imagine you were going to do when, um, when you, you know, growing up? What were your dreams? What were your dream aspirations before life smacked you around a little bit and you had to settle and, and find a mundane job just to pay your bills? I'm not saying I have a mundane job to pay my bills, but, you know, like... I don't know. I feel like we are so full of dreams and ambitions as children and we kind of get into adulthood and life does smack us around a little bit and push us in other directions. I really admire people that have a dream and a vision of what they want to do with their life and hold on to it and really work towards it. It actually reminds me of a quote and it's, and it's by a guy named Alan Watts and I'm actually going to put it in right here. What makes you itch? What sort of a situation would you like? Let's suppose I do this often in vocational guidance of students. They come to me and say, well, uh, we're getting out of college and we haven't the faintest idea what we want to do. So I always ask the question, what would you like to do if money were no object? What, how would you really enjoy spending your life? Well, it's so amazing as a result of our kind of educational system, crowds of students say, well, we'd like to be painters, we'd like to be poets, we'd like to be writers, but as everybody knows, you can't earn any money that way. Or another person says, well, I'd like to live an out-of-doors life and ride horses. I say, do you want to teach in a riding school? Uh, let's go through with it. What do you want? When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that and uh, forget the money. 
because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. And so, therefore, it's so important to consider this question, what do I desire? If you do something just for the money, you're going to keep doing that for the rest of your life, just for the money and not enjoying it. I, yeah, and, you know, they always say if you do something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life, which is very, very true. But anyway, moving on. What have I got coming up for the rest of the week? Well, obviously work for the rest of the week. Other than that, I've got a couple of dinners. I've got a drinks night down the coast on Saturday night. I'll have my usual Saturday, getting all my chores and everything done. And then Sunday, oh my God, Sunday, my favorite day of the week. Because do you know what? Sunday is the only day I allow myself to sleep in. Most days I'm up at any time between 5.30, 6 o'clock, 6.30 at the absolute latest. Sunday is my only day I allow myself a sleep in. But I think because my body clock is so used to getting up early, that Sunday morning rolls around and I, I'm wide awake by 7 o'clock, but I literally just lay in bed for like two hours or until I need to pee playing on my phone, checking social media. And, you know, it's taken me so long to get in the rhythm of being okay with being really lazy on a Sunday. I love it now. Like, I am no holds bar, unapologetic about being lazy on a Sunday. It's my one day a week where I do not dedicate any time to anyone else but myself. And I was talking about this at work today. I think self-care is extremely important. So just doing little things like I go every week to the barbers and get my hair done. I go almost twice every week to go get a foot massage. I go twice a week to get a massage, but I alternate it. So say on like a Tuesday night, I will go and get reflexology for an hour. And then maybe on a Thursday afternoon, I'll go get a real massage. Sometimes I'm on my feet running around so much in very awkward pointy-heeled shoes that I have to get reflexology twice a week. But it's all about self-care. You've got to you've got to care for yourself. I'm looking at my nails right now and I'm not one to be like into manicures and that kind of stuff, but I'm really thinking I need to start getting manicures because my nails are looking pretty shoddy and I've got some guys at work that their nails look amazing. Like they're so, the cuticles are perfection, everything. So I need to step my game up. So that's pretty much my week ahead. I am recording a very special episode of the podcast um, over the next few days with the special guest. So you will hear that podcast very soon. Um, I'm hoping that we can get it recorded and get everything done for it and ready to go by this time next week. But I just have to be realistic because we've both, we've both got very full on schedules. Um, and yeah, but I'm hoping that there's a special podcast out next week with a friend of mine. Um, we should be 
bantering away for quite a while. Who knows? It might be... We might have a new Those 80s Gays host. I don't know. Maybe I'll either pass the torch or um, we might have another co-host. I mean, hey, had a co-host for season one and it did all right. So it can only go up once you've been at the bottom. But anyway... Send me ideas, guys. If you have someone that you think you would like to be on the podcast with me, or if you're listening and you want to be on the podcast with me, let me know. Like, I'm open to all possibilities. You know what? Season one was pretty structured. We were finding our feet, but we were pretty structured about how things ran. Season two, I'm just you know what? I'm throwing everything at the wall for season two. If I want to do this one week, we'll do this. If I want to launch two episodes one week, we'll we'll upload two episodes in a week. Who knows? I could do daily diaries. I mean, that would be very boring because most of the time my weekdays are spent going to work, coming home, eating, repeat. No one wants a daily diary of their mundane life. But what I'm trying to say is this is all experimental. Season two is all about having fun, getting back out there. I'm confident now with my numbers behind me that season two is going to rock it. But yeah, anything goes this season. Anything goes. So let me know in the comments. Um, I hope that you have rated uh, the podcast on whatever channel you listen to, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Spotify is definitely the biggest one. So if you're on there and you're listening and you haven't rated yet, please give me a rating, five out of five. If you're on Apple Music, you can leave a great review. Um, Make sure you're following everything like that, all that kind of bullshit where people are like, follow and subscribe and like and blah, blah, blah. You know what? Just come along for the ride with us. Come along for the ride with me and our special guests along the way. And let's just have fun. Send me some questions. What do you want to talk about? I'm open to ideas. If you want to slide into the DMs and send a voice question, like a voice note question, and I'll play it on the pod and answer the question. So anyway, I'm going to cut it just under this 30 minute mark, guys. So Thank you for listening. I look forward to when we talk next and stream, stream, stream. Bye.